0: Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to the Daily Compliance News. The Daily Compliance News is an offering of the Compliance Podcast Network. December 11th, 2018. We start off with an editorial from the Financial Times, which excoriated the serious fraud office for yet another setback in trial with its failure in the Tesco trial. The FT uh, characterizes characterized it as another high profile loss or setback for the SFO. Interestingly, they suggested that the burden of proof be lowered in fraud cases against individuals. Imagine if that happened in the United States. Our second article comes from the new excuse me the Wall Street Journal which talks about two British banks which are ensnared in the Huawei dispute. This is HSBC Holdings and Standard Charter, which were two banks reported which reported to U.S. federal authorities of monies paid into Iran. They were among the institutions Huawei has used in recent years, who, and it claimed it was not doing business in Iran through its wholly uh, unanswered series, Skycom Tech. For, for the lenders, this assurance was critical, yet their AML program picked up that it wasn't. Next up, are you still shopping for Christmas presents? Well, how about a Van Gogh, a Monet, an Oscar once belonging to Marlon Brando, a completely glass grand piano, a $250 million yacht, or even a $35 million bombardier jet that's been grounded? These are all items which have been obtained from the US, by the U.S. government through its forfeiture and a, a kleptocracy law from the noted fraudster J. Lowe. It may cost you a little bit of money to get them, but they would probably make great Christmas presents if you can obtain them from the U.S. Marshal Service. They are in Switzerland and in Texas, Malaysia, and other locations across the globe. And finally, we end with a story from the New York Times deal book section, which asks how much could one M.D.B. scandal cost Goldman Sachs? Wall Street has been trying to estimate the amount of legal penalties and settlement that Goldman must pay after U.S. prosecutors unveiled the guilty plea by former Goldman Sachs uh, partner, Tim Leisner, and charged a second banker. The company's stock went down. 20% after the charges were revealed. However, the ultimate size of the legal hit may largely depend on whether the DOJ and others can demonstrate that Goldman's internal controls were inadequate and the wrongdoing could be easily placed in its environment. Regulators such as the Federal Reserve, the New York Department of State of Financial Services could well decide to penalize Goldman. Of course, the Malaysian government has asked for the full $600 million in profits back. It is not known whether Goldman self-disclosed and could possibly come under qualification for the FCPA corporate enforcement policy and simply have a declination with disgorgement. Certainly, they are hoping for a non-prosecution agreement. The response to the daily compliance news has been quite gratifying. Uh, Several people have contacted me and told me how much they enjoy this daily summary, a short summary of compliance and corruption related news. So I have decided to move this forward as a full-time series into 2019. Also, I hope you will check out some of the new offerings on the Compliance Podcast Network. Jay Rosen and myself have started a new podcast series Popcorn and Compliance, a look at Compliance Through the Lens of the Movies that premiered Saturday, December 8th, and will post bi-monthly on Saturday for your entertainment and enjoyment listening pleasure. Finally, Mary Shirley and Lisa Fine have premiered their new podcast, Great Women on Compliance. I hope you will check that out. It's a great podcast series. We have several other offerings that we are in production, and we'll go live after the first of the year on the Compliance Podcast Network.